If you're anything like us, you love mixing hair products to create a custom blend for your natural curls. But let's be honest, it's hard to know exactly which oils and products to mix. Well, ladies, we have good news. Palmer's has done all the work for you with their new Natural Fusions DIY cocktail kits. Best of all, you can get rid of the guesswork because each kit includes a detailed recipe card. Genius! There are two cocktail kits to choose from. The Shine and Hydration Kit gives your hair natural sheen and moisture, while the Healthy Scalp Kit has everything you need for a soothing scalp refresher. These 100% natural essential oils can be cocktailed with any Natural Fusions product or your favorite hair care product. To learn more about Palmer's Natural Fusions DIY cocktail kits, visit palmers.com slash naturalfusions. Hey, good people. It's Corey Murray, and you're only going to hear my voice because... Yolanda Sanguini, as you know, my co-host, is on maternity leave. She is being a mother to her new baby boy, Baby Biko. Congrats to her again. And Charlie Penn is actually living her best life. And I must say her best motherfucking life. She is on the continent, y'all. She is in Africa. She had an opportunity that she could not pass up. She is visiting South Africa for the first time. It's actually perfect because it's a week before her birthday, as she's letting me know it's Virgo season. Um, and she is enjoying herself. Please, if you haven't already, follow her on Instagram and you can see all of the wonderfulness that she is experiencing down there in the motherland, in South Africa, Cape Town. Please go check her out. We miss you, Charlie. We cannot wait to hear all about it. Tiffany Ashate is our co-producer here. We were just going through your IG, just reliving. I want that necklace you just saw at the market, so please bring it back to me. Thank you. In advance, I'll pay your custom fees. So this week on Yes Girl Podcast, Charlie and I had the pleasure of talking with the phenomenal women who were instrumental, actually even more than instrumental, they helped create and make LeBron James' 16th shoe for Nike. He named it the strongest, and he partnered with Brandis Daniel, who is the creator and founder of Harlem Fashion Row, which is a platform for African-American black designers. And he came to her and said, can you basically hook me up with some black female designers to help design my new shoe because I want it for women by women. And she thought that, okay, this should be easy. I can get one designer, but she couldn't. She ended up suggesting three, and he said yes. So thank you, LeBron James, for being an advocate for women. And those designers that helped to design the strongest shoe are Undra Celeste, Fee Noel, and Kimberly Golson. And after I go through Hot Topics, you're going to hear our wonderful conversation. When And actually, it's really an, an inspiring conversation because one of the big takeaways I had was that Brandis, Harlem Fashion Row, you know, she's been struggling. She's She's been doing this company for 10 years. She's trying to think, well, what can we do after 10 years? What's next for me? And this time last year, she was really questioning what she was, how was she going to elevate her company? You know, what could be next? And then for months later to get a call from LeBron James to say, hey, we want to partner with you on a shoe. It's like life changing. So I love stories that how people's lives can change with over a course of a year, change dramatically over the course of a year for the better. So please stick around for that conversation. It's really, really good. So as far as tea for the week, y'all know I already can't sing, so I won't even just 
I won't even go there with music. I wish I had a little music to play for you, but that's all right. Let's just get into it. It's New York Fashion Week, and while I don't particularly go to the shows, I do love to look at my colleague's feed, Miss Julie Wilson, and you can follow her at Miss Julie if you're not following her already, and just to really find out what are the cool things that I should be looking forward to as far as clothes and style and all of that. So look for her to see her thoughts on New York Fashion Week. But Julie and I were together on Sunday at a fabulous event called Essence Street Style. Yes, I'm about to give you a recap of all the things we did in the rain. I'm just going to be real. It rained all day. I'm not going to talk about God. I'm not going to question Mother Nature because I know the world and the earth needs rain. But why, God? Why? But anywho, but you know what I loved? And I kept saying this from the stage. You black women... Y'all did not care it was raining. Y'all came out. Y'all came dressed. Y'all came styled. Y'all came with lips, hair, heels, turbans, wraps, fitted corsets. I saw everything, everything, and every beautiful thing. I mean, I just was inspired just walking around the marketplace. And I'm not even saying that to bullshit you guys. I really love the vibe and the energy you all brought to Essence Street Style in the rain. And then you came out to see our performances. Tiana Taylor performed in the rain. She had the dopest gray slick rain jacket and heels. She performed. Yemi Aled. Oh, my God. I'm a new fan. She's a Nigerian pop star. She has this hit song called Johnny. That's actually like when she started singing it, everyone got excited. Like everyone. And she got, you guys, she was giving it. Like she was in this coat that was, a, it was a duster, but it had these tassels of, African fabric that was just amazing and they were flinging everywhere in the rain the energy that she was giving in the rain I mean all the performances but they were giving in the rain like I could only imagine what she does on a bright sunny day like I, I she would probably do like hand flips and back flips or whatever but she was awesome I I am a new fan in her also we had appearances by Kelly Brown who was one of our honorees as a fashion influencer and last but not least y'all Khalees, yes, Khalees, she was there with these beautiful multicolored locks. Khalees won our Style Disruptor Award, and when she walked in, like, and then what's so dope about it, she came fresh from her performance at One Music Fest in Atlanta. Got here just in time. We were able to give her this award. She was lovely. She did a great boomerang with us. I mean, street style was just amazing, but again, Congrats to all who came. Congrats to all of you who stood in the rain. Congrats to supporting us. I'm actually wearing a very cute skirt that I got from one of the designers. It's like a copper metallic situation. I'm very excited. I bought a whole other outfit. You guys will see me in it. I will be tagging it on my Instagram, but we had a great time. So thank you. Thank you for everyone that came out for Street Style. Now, while we were having a great time at Street Style, there was some fuckery that was happening during the weekend of Fashion Week. I mean, also happening is the U.S. Open with Serena Williams, which we're going to touch on. But Cardi B and Nicki Minaj, it finally happened, y'all. I knew we were all waiting for it. We knew it was coming. And it happened Fashion Week at the Harper's Bazaar event with the good folks. You can read into that all you want. And these girls had their moment. Uh, you know, some people are questioning why... Cardi B had to go off like that in, in that kind of room, you know, and you can, uh, I'm putting air quotes around that kind of room, but I really love Scotty Beam, and I'm sure many of you are already following her. If you're not, follow Scotty Beam. 
Scotty Beam is a great hip hop analysis. She's a great voice. And she was saying that in the State of Culture show that, she's, uh, that she was on with Joe Button, that, you know what, Cardi B is Cardi B. She's never, yes, she's in ball gowns, but she's still Cardi B from the Bronx. And some people can't handle the fact that she's still that girl. And you know what, that's why we love her. I mean, okay, yes, women shouldn't fight. I get that. But I'm glad that she stayed her authentic self. And I'm glad that she's staying her authentic self. Um, I know Nicki Minaj has now gone on Queens Radio to talk about how embarrassed she was to be in that predicament in that space. But, you know, you two girls talk about this all the time. And it's, and this is what hip hop was based off on. Where's the reality? Where's the realness in all of this? And, you know, for not for nothing, Cardi B kept it real. Um, so I'm curious what you all are thinking, how that all went down. I know a lot of it was a, it was basically the topic of conversation for Black Twitter this weekend. But I'm really curious, what are your thoughts on this? Was it too real? We, I guess we shouldn't do like a, a split screen like that. But just curious what your thoughts on this situation. Please use at hashtag Yes Girl Podcast. But this weekend was just a clusterfuck of a lot of things. You know, and um, I know I was kind of, you know, Tiffany and I have been talking about, you know, wanting to disconnect and you figure the weekends we work all week. I want to disconnect, but then you can't. I really want to congratulate Naomi Osaka, who rightfully won the U.S. Open. Congratulations to you, girl. You did a fantastic job. But Serena Williams, girl, we are here for you. you. For you demanding that apology like that kudos for you standing up for yourself which is what you always do but it really was inspiring to see that you demanding respect and you knew you're you you don't want to be called a liar and you're not a liar and you're not a cheater that's you know he really was it was challenging to your integrity and it was something to see you stand up for yourself using that platform in front of the world and to see how everyone sort of attacked you and saying you know what you basically throwing a temper tantrum no he, called, he was trying to discredit you, and you stood up for yourself. And bravo to you for doing that. Thank you. Thank you for that. And also I want to say I loved your sportsmanship, which is not being credited enough for you. The fact that during your press conference afterwards, you were like, let's stop talking about this. I mean, I'm, I'm very much paraphrasing. But she was like, you know, Serena definitely was saying, let's not take away from this woman's win. Let's stop booing. She won. And let's move on with my life because she she's going to go on with her life. She's got she's got a million other opens to win. We know she's back in full form. Serena, you are the epitome of what it is to be a sports, a sports woman, actually. So thank you for that. Um, but yes, that happened. In other news this weekend, Lawrence is back. Oh, my God. I will be honest. I haven't seen it yet. I, I'm caught up to. Issa, I'm talking about Insecure, Issa having her new boo, light-skinned boo. I love him. His real name is Kendrick Sampson. I've already started following him on Instagram and and Twitter because he is one of those dudes, like, he's so fine. And then to find out he's political, it's like, yes, yes, I love you. I love you and I don't know you. But I know that him and Issa were having their little romance. It was budding. She's blushing. But because I was at Essence Street Style and I was really tired when I got home, I went to sleep. I totally missed the premiere of Lawrence returning to Insecure. The Lawrence Hive. Are you happy? Are you happy? I actually am not going to go into it too much because I don't know. 
and I'm ready to watch it tonight. I just have to wait for my child to go to sleep because, you know, there is some cussing that happens on Insecure, which I love, but I can't really watch it with my eight-year-old. So I will report back on my feelings on Lawrence returning. But in the meantime, why don't we get into this conversation with Harlem Fashion Row? Carla Penn. Corey Marie. I'm extra hyped today. I'm extra hyped <laughs> because it's Fashion Week and we are sitting in front of fashion royalty. New royalty. Literally. New, newly crowned queens. First. First black women to design a Nike shoe. And the strongest. Oh, wink. You said my wink. <laughs> Welcome, ladies. Okay, so here today we have Brandis Daniel, The Noel. Andre Duncan, Kimberly Goldman. Congratulations, ladies, and welcome. Thank, thank, you. You. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Can you please go around the table and tell us exactly your title and what you do? And why you're so dope, because we already know. <laughs> um, hi, I'm Brandis Daniel. I'm the CEO and founder of Harlem's Fashion Row, and it is a platform for multicultural fashion designers. Our goal is to connect them with opportunities to build their businesses. Hi everyone, I am Kimberly Goldson, co-founder and creative director of Kimberly Goldson, and I am focused on dope suits for the fearless and brave, the distinctive and vivacious women of the world. Pass power suit. <laughs> Hi everyone, this is Andra. I am owner of Andra Celeste New York. We um, design and provide beautiful, modern, contemporary, bold apparel for beautiful women around the world. Hi everyone, I'm Fee Noel. I'm the creator and director of FeeNoel.com. Well, Fee Noel. <laughs> uh, uh, my line inspires women to make life beautiful, eat well, travel often. I love that. Eat well, travel often. And I see your tat. Oh, yeah. What's that? What's love it say? Yourself. Oh, I need that one. Say it again. Love yourself. And what inspired that? Uh, I, it was a point in my life where I was like questioning certain like I was going through something and I was questioning certain things and I just put it there as a reminder like no matter what no matter what happens just as long as you love yourself everything will be okay and I see your bracelet is the same bracelet on the 16 shoe yeah yes. or is it or is it you thought of it all y'all just made history with this shoe please yeah. tell us how it all came together and about the process well, Brandis can speak to how it came together, which is, you need to tell a story on how we, we even do. got the call. Oh, well, iconic. yeah, so here's what's funny. I always say, like, words have power. So we celebrated 10 years last year with Harlem's Fashion Row, and it was tough. It, like, poured down raining on the show. Like, we had to end up getting tense at the last minute. It was a really tough time. And then I said after the show, I said to a friend of mine, I was like, I don't know what I don't know where where I go from here. To be honest with you, I feel like these ten years, I'm putting them in a box, a beautiful box, mind you, a sequin box with a beautiful bow, and I'm putting it up on a shelf. Um, but I'm not tied to anything that I've ever done before, and I'm totally open. And I said, you know, I'm really more interested in partnerships than sponsorships. And so, if I could have a brand that would you know, come to us and actually want to partner and I could like have designers design product that could go out to the market. That's really more the direction I want to go. 
And I had no idea. I had no intention on pitching a brand. Um, I had Nike. I would have never thought. I would have never thought to call Nike. Um, I never had no intention to pitch a brand. I had no intention to. Um, I I didn't even know who would be open to it, to be honest with you. And I was at home in Memphis and got a phone call and from someone who I hadn't spoken to a while. And they said, hey, I've been watching your brand. I really love what you guys are doing. I had someone who called me and said that they were looking for some really dope black female designers for a new project for an athletic company. That's all I can tell you. If you want in, let me know, and I'll send you an NDA agreement. And so, okay, and so that's and that was how it started. And the next day, um, I was on the phone with um, this incredible executive from Nike who told me her inspiration. And even as I was speaking to her, I was t- I was like in tears. And I said, I don't know why I'm feeling like this, but I feel like this is about to be something really special. And I think this is the opportunity we've been waiting for. Mm-hmm. And at that point, nothing had been confirmed. Um, You know, everything was still like very up in the air. And she was like, can you give us some designers? Oh, just give us like, you know, a few designers names and their web addresses. Well, I have been doing decks for years. Right. And so this decks what are you my do. thing. That's how I communi- communicate in decks now. Okay. <laughs> um, for those people who don't know what a deck is, it's basically like a really fancy PowerPoint presentation. To get that, with ba- to secure the bag. Yeah. <laughs> That's what and it I was like thinking, and we, I just showed these three designers because it was our 10th anniversary. We wanted to show designers who had been with us before. I had been with all these ladies on the HFR journey, but also like on individual product projects like Fee Noel had done. Um, this custom presentation for Ruth Carter in Miami with me. Andra had just come to Memphis and done the Memphis uh, 10-year fashion event. I did one there. She had come with me there. Kimberly had done so many different things with me from things in L.A. to HFRU and all these. So I was like, I had worked with all of them before, and I knew how incredible not just their collections were, but they were as humans and as women. And I was like, oh, I'm putting them out there. But they were only supposed to pick one. Really? Yeah. That was going to be my question. How did you end up with three different designers on one shoe? They were only supposed to pick one. and But when we did the, the deck, you know, I told, th- I told their stories. Their stories are, like, amazing. The reason they're here right now and the fact that they're here right now and the things that they've been through and they've um, gone, like, endured in terms of struggles and they've still decided to be a fashion designer is a miracle to me. And I told their stories, like from my point of view, like why I felt so strongly about each one of them. And they looked at their collections, they read their stories, and they were just like, we can't pick just one. We want all three. Mm-hmm. And that's how that's how it happened. What an incredible display of sisterhood, too. Like to get that opportunity and to call on your sisters and to know who you want to connect with. And it almost sounds like it was just spiritual. It really, it really, it really, it really was. How did it feel when Brandis and Nike (laughs) called, y'all? Like, what was that like? We didn't, we didn't know. So when Brandis called us, she, um, well, when she called me, um, she said, I need you to sign something. I can't tell you who it's for or what it's for. (laughs) I just need you to sign it. So I'm like, what? Brandis, did I say no at first? (laughs) And then you called me back. I said no at first. And she called me back and she said, Fee, you really need to sign this. I'm like, well, why you can't tell me like one like, thing? Like, like some clue. She was like, I cannot. You have to sign it first. So after we signed it, I think we had to wait a day. Or it wasn't the same day. I know that for a fact. 
And I think that's when she told us all at the same time on a phone call who it was going to be for, what we were going to do. And I'm like, are you, you joking or are you serious? Even throughout this whole process, I thought that Brandis was going to one day be like, guys, it's... Kidding. Just, it's not, <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Like I like, so even like, up until yo, even it. up until I think she must have texted us the day before the show, and she's like, "Guys, can we hop on a call real quick?" Oh, oh you too. That was Did you know the whole thing was canceled too? Yeah, I yeah. thought <laughs> it was the night of the show. Like the night. At midnight, uh, yeah. she said. Uh, no. I thought she was caught. She said, "I just <laughs> got off the." F- yes, yes, she just was. got off. Like, if she, oh my god, I'm she's like, "I just got off the phone with Matt." I'm like. Well, we all, when we all found out that it was going to be the three of us, I have to say, like, so I'm self-taught in design. So I always say that I was probably the most skeptical of all th- of all of us about working together because as a self-taught designer, I figured we go into design a shoe, especially for Nike and LeBron, and I'm with these two other amazing designers, I'm going to be found out as a fraud. Like, you know, like, nobody's going to believe that, you know, like, they're going to look at, like, she doesn't know, you know, how to... Imposter syndrome. We all have Right, exactly. So, um... The best part that has come out of this process is the sisterhood that has occurred between the three of us. We've always already been in love with Brandis. That was a mm-hmm. given. But we had just met at that first HFR, the 10th anniversary HFR show, and we didn't, we have never worked together. We didn't have, really even have like a real conversation. We were just like in our own worlds doing our collections. And this process, um, I don't know how, I don't know if I would have been able to do it alone. And I'm so glad that I was, that it was a journey with the two of them, that it was the three of us together because we have completely debunked the myth that black women can't work together, um, that a genuine sisterhood, friendship, um, we share resources, we share um, solutions, Mm -hmm. tools, um, we cry on each other's shoulders. We've literally done that, <laughs> like probably like five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> it, yes, yes, no, literally. And um, and I couldn't do it. I would. I'm so glad that I didn't have to do it without them. Right. Likewise. This is Andrea. So, um, same thing. Brand just called. Said you need to sign something. I'm kind of the opposite of Fee. I signed it, and I was like, okay. The bread is hasn't stirred me wrong that. yet. Um, but I, you know, started out probably like five years ago when I started going to like HFR events and doing the pop up. And I was like, this lady is really special, like for her to take on this very heavy burden of trying to get the world to see uh, multicultural designers on the same level as everyone else. Like that's heavy. Like and for her to pick up that 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 torch in that bag and, and just run with it. Um, I was like, I need to be wherever she at. So <laughs> when she sent me the what she called and and gave me the um, the very limited information, I was like, okay, well, you know, we'll see what he got to lose. We'll see what happens. And of course, to both you know Echo Fee and and Kimberly, it's just been an amazing, amazing ride from there. Hard, difficult, like you said, tears <laughs> have been shed, but um, but it's been amazing. What about the fact that you have someone like a LeBron James advocating for you. Mm. Can one of you speak oh. to that? What is that like? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I know that Andra's going to say, well, I go ahead, Andra. Uh, well, ahead. see, no. <laughs> um, I, I'm probably, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge 
uh, LeBron James fan. President of the fan club. The <laughs> I am the president, the, the secretary, the treasurer. The sergeant at arms. What else? We and and right and, and Brent, everything. So, um, of course, when I when Brandis, you know, a couple of days or two about two days later, when she told us like who it was for, I just Fainted. just right. was like, really, God, like mm-hmm. really, and then the first meeting with him was you know how you like idolize a a celebrity or someone in your head and then you almost afraid to meet them in person because they like won't live up to what you've created in your head for them he surpassed it like oh when i tell you he was just he is i should say just an amazing person like smart and engaged and involved we went to the meeting and you know we started off by telling our stories our individual stories and he like listened. He wasn't like in his phone and you know planning his next meeting. He's really sat there. He was super engaged and um, and you know of course he we were there to show him what, where we were so far in the process and of course he loved it. But um, having his support like in that same meeting, he made a statement that said um, you know obviously when we showed him the, sh- the the where we were in the development of the shoe, he was loving the direction. But he also was like, these ladies, like the stories that they said, like what I needed to be, you know, the shoe was great. We should, you know, definitely go forward with this. But these ladies' stories, I want the world to hear them. I want the world to see them. And he said that with nobody, you know, poking him in the side and saying this. Like that was straight from the heart, just like the initial statement that he made that sparked this whole thing about um, his mom being the strongest. Like it was just straight from the heart. He pointed. So I knew he was talking about us. (laughs) And I do think that was what was so powerful when we learned about this. It's one thing, you know, it's wonderful to collaborate with women. It's wonderful to collaborate with black women. But it's incredible to do that in the name of our strength. Yes. You know what I mean? And that's something that for, I feel like in in our history, sometimes we weren't uplifted for that. You know, we were just, it was expected and it was, you know, it didn't make us beautiful and powerful and fashionable and phenomenal. And now it really does, both in our world and the mainstream world. And this to me is just like, this is why that is. And this is how that's happening. And that's what makes us even more special. Yeah. And so when you guys realized the theme of the campaign, that must have also been powerful with your sisterhood and just the strength, the strongest part, that must have been like, and we're doing it for black women being strong, right? I mean, that must have been incredible. We were all, uh, this is Kimberly, we were all, we all connected to his story by pulling from pieces of our own lives. So we talked about our mothers. Um, the ladies talked about their mothers and their aunts and their family. And we all have strong black women who are, you know, major in our lives. Um, so once he said that, it was easy for the connection for the shoe to be about the strongest. And we we made sure that when we designed the shoe that that was reflected in the shoe. There are a lot of elements that we put into the shoe to really reflect how we feel about- What are some of those elements? Um, Gold is number one. That was the common thread between the three of us in terms of design. Like we all love gold and plus it's such, it's a strong element. You know, it's a strong material, a strong metal. And so, and then it's also, it's bold and it's, it's out there and it's in your face and that's how we felt, you know, about the black women, which is why we basically use it a lot in our collection. Um, there's the, the leather. 
the leather, yes, mm -hmm. Fee was Fee really wanted that high premium leather for the for the strap, just you know because we deserve luxury, right? Mm -hmm. We deserve a taste of luxury, so we wanted to make sure that the woman had that, and um, you know other details, the hardware, uh, the lion on the back, which, um, which everyone is so motherfucking dope. Is yeah. it that 3D lion, right? The Nike team put their foot in getting that getting that lion together. They really really did, um, and but the words on the words the words. So we have inside the shoe on the insole are the four words, courage, strength, dignity, and loyalty. So that every time you open the shoe and you look in, you can see it and then you're standing on that foundation. So, you know, these are the details that we really put into it that we wanted to make sure that the black women And feel just special. to add, this is Andre, just to add one more thing. Um, the actual knit is the strongest knit that um, is the battle. It's called the battle knit, and it's the strongest knit that Nike has, and it's it's you know proprietary to LeBron and his brand, but it is the strongest one that they've like ever made in terms of for for a sneaker. Yeah, they and, said, and it's true? called the battle knit. Yes, and is it true the the shoe is multi-purpose? Like you guys are all yeah. wearing the bracelet. Yeah. So explain the bracelet. Yeah. So I always felt like it's good to. It's good to have something that even if you're not wearing the shoe that you can still wear as an accessory. Yeah. So I was really like, we need to create, make it be multi-purpose, like just so that there's a keepsake. Mm -hmm. And when we started, I didn't even know, like I didn't even think so far, I just knew like we just want the shoe to look different than any other um, LeBrons that he's ever created. We wanted to elevate it, we wanted to have a sense of like style that represented, because we're in fashion, you know, so we really wanted to infuse that into the shoe. And I just thought that this was so cool, like um, I'm in love with like bracelets and chokers and I just thought it would like be so cool to have something that people can, even if they can't wear this, because this, the shoe is bone, so <laughs> we're even afraid to wear it. So, so we can, you can wear the bracelet every day, but the minute you put that on, you're like, you're going to have to kill somebody for stepping on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, you know, so I was like, it would be really cool to have, <laughs> to have a takeaway, you know. And where would yeah. the shoe be sold? It's being sold on the sneaker app. It's actually releasing tomorrow. So it'll be sold on the sneaker app. Um, it releases at 10 a.m. tomorrow morning. And what's that date? That date is 9-7-18. Okay. How long are they going to be available? Because I feel like, you know, Nike's like 10 minutes. I don't think they're going to be available long because it's a limited run. Yeah. yeah. So if it sells out in 0.5 seconds, as it should, <laughs> are they going to bring it back again? I mean, you know, like, I feel like every black woman own a pair of these i know I, we a think so too i mean they are they are a pair of history on the on top of the fact that they're just like insanely dope i hope that because you know right 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 yes i see people lined up outside for nikes right yeah. so i know what that struggle is so i'm just hoping that they're you know like everybody go get them fast i know i'm gonna yeah. be right there refreshing my browser yeah because yeah. you want even, a piece of this history you can go onto the sneaker app like now and be notified once it's oh, nice. yeah you'll be notified once um once they are available and i hear that we're actually giving out a pair at street style so yeah. hey that's another way a that you can get your nike yeah. <laughs> 8.5 there we go <laughs> i have one question i want to ask you ladies so a couple of weeks ago i mean i cover entertainment but i was invited to a cfda which is the mm -hmm. council of fashion designers of America, luncheon with Beth Ann Artisan, Hardison, who I revere, I love her. Mm -hmm. So I was like, why am I invited to this? But something said go, the spirit mm -hmm. said go. And I walked in there, I was, I was downloading with Charlie, like Patrick Robinson was there, Tracy Reese was there, 
um, the woman who started Kushni and, and oh, Oaks was there. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh shit. And Rosario Dawson was there with her business mm-hmm. partner. And one of the, th- the themes of the conversation was the challenges they all have faced. And I mean, there was like 30, 40 people in the room mm-hmm. they have faced in fashion. Now that you guys have done this partnership with LeBron and with Nike, how do you feel going forward as women in, as black women in fashion? Do you think more doors have opened or will be opening for you? I am, um, this is Feast talking. I think that we're moving in a good place. I think more doors will be open. I think there's always gonna be obstacles and you have to take them as you go. I feel like it's going to take a long time for just everyone to get, but I feel like slowly it's moving in that direction. You know, we're disrupting, think this is a disruption. There's so much other people that's just this Serena, like everyone is disrupting right now. And it's get down or lay down. Like, I don't think it has a choice, you know? I think it's moving in the right direction. I think that in a few years, who knows what's gonna be possible? And even for people coming from behind, like coming up after us, after we, like, I feel like we've opened the doors for more and more people. So I feel like we just have to keep going, but there's always gonna be, no matter what, there's always gonna be obstacles in anything that you do. And you just have to deal with them as they come. But we're in a good place, right? Sorry, I was at that meeting too. I feel like we're at such a good place because um, even if you looked at the room that was at the gala, that was the first time that you really had like the heavy hitters in fashion from our community and the heavy hitters in fashion like at large. So, and and they all heard the story. They they were all given a task, and I've already started getting emails of people like answering the call, like that. saying like, "What can I do?" And um, we should meet. And somebody just DM me. I haven't even had a chance from another brand who's like, hey, we want to do partnerships like this. So I feel like doors are absolutely wide open for anything any, in, any of these ladies want to do at this table because they're just like insanely talented. And for all designers, I really think that this event, and I think we, I said that when we presented the award to LeBron, was that this partnership was more than about this shoe. It's actually open, about to open the door for generations of brown people in fashion. I really believe that. Absolutely. Um, I've worked for you know other brands before I had mine, and, and even on just the level with the the bigger brands and their. Um, I'm gonna say challenge with diversity. Um, even on that level, they're they're all they're they're great challenges. So when you come out of that and like myself, you want to start a brand, you want to start your own thing, and you have you know obviously like some limited resources. A situation like this is where is it's. it's it's the it's the iron that's hot. So like Brandis has said, this is the time for at least, you know, us ladies to have our voice be heard and let the world know that number one, we're talented, but there is such a um, enormous pool of talented designers of color, but we're the ones here right now. And so of course we're we're using our voice and to make to make our businesses make a difference in our own brands and our own businesses, but also to let the fashion industry know at large that you need to get on this. You need to get on this. Like this is where this is the next generation. This is where it's at. This is where I mean, you 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 take influence from us anyway. Like let's really be honest. Like right. from our culture, from our from our you know every, day. every yeah. single day. So 
let's turn it around a little bit and stop, you know, taking things from off the table and come and sit sit with us at the table yeah. and 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 let's really make this happen. And also respect our buying power. Mm. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. I I was um I think it was in one of the other interviews um I was talking about like I'm one of the major department stores that I love. Like you think about, you know, the major ones, the Bloomingdale's, the Saks, and we spend money there, you shop there. But wouldn't it be great if I can go in there and one of the options that I have to buy was, you know, a, a Fee Noel, you know, gown or Kimberly Goldson suit. Not just because it's a black woman that made it, but because it's dope. Right. And it right. happens to be a black woman who black woman who made it. Like that's that 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 pulls at our heartstrings. Like, you know, we have an we have crazy buying power. Give us those options where we shop where we're shopping already. You know? And I'm happy that this conversation is being amplified because I feel like, you know, you have a lot of women who maybe don't follow the fashion industry very closely. You know, mm -hmm. they just shop at these departments. They just things. shop. They were thinking that the lack of um, inclusivity in the industry was just about the models. And no, this no. is really what's, what you guys are experiencing in the business of fashion. Sorry. And I'm happy that that conversation, the timing right now with this and the articles that are out and people just speaking out about what's happening to, for designers and behind the scenes. This is so important. Yeah. And the way that that has aligned with the launch of the shoe, mm. <laughs> I mean, Perfect it was as if God right? just God is that power. Can I tell you that the platform? He, he was the entire time. I was watching it. It was almost in, unfolding like the perfect movie. Like you know honestly, it was like, oh, this article launch. Hey, y'all see that? That mm -hmm. was like in July. Mm -hmm. Then there was like an article that released in August, and then there was like yeah, you know, and it was it was as if. We couldn't have scripted this better or at the right time. Right. This is happening like in the middle of this perfect storm. Absolutely. And I know, Charlie, you know, we walked into this interview like, oh, we're not fashion girls, fashion girls. But I'm going to tell you something. I learned a lot about fashion, and I'm shout out the cut. Yes. And writer Lindsay Peoples Wagner, she wrote a story. She's done tons of interviews with everywhere and nowhere what it's really like to be black and in work in fashion. Mm -hmm. Even our own Julie Wilson, who's our fashion and beauty director, is quoted. There is so much realness. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I get a peek of it because I sit across from Julie, so I hear the frustrations. But it's such a powerful thing to be here with you three ladies, mm -hmm. you four ladies who are here doing it and working. And it's there, and it's available to be bought. Mm -hmm. So spend your money, people. Mm -hmm. This is not an Absolutely. ad. But spend your money where it matters. Yeah, and we wouldn't have known. Like, unless you have a friend. I mean, we're in New York, so you probably have a friend who is a fashion designer, <laughs> which is, like, you know, it's where we are. But black women, a lot of women just didn't know. And to see them jumping into these conversations because of the, the fight you guys are fighting. Yeah. The first thing I tell women is take inventory of your own closet. Mm -hmm. Like, go through your own closet. You're spending money anyway. Mm -hmm. And, yes, it is going to cost you a little bit more to buy from a designer of color because they are producing domestically mm -hmm. and they don't have all the resources. But you're spending that money on drinks and movies and Any all kind of craziness. Anyway, <laughs> so go look at your closet and just say, like, okay, you know what? I'm going to commit for the next year that 10% of my closet is going to be from designers of color. Mm -hmm. Go to Harlem's Fashion Row website, shout out to our website, where these three ladies can be found, all three of their websites, and shop their collections. Yeah. You know, um, because that's one easy thing that we can all do, like literally take because we can sit around here talking. But if all of our closets don't have one or two or 10 pieces in it that are that represents us mm -hmm. and our culture, 
Then what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? And, you know, I think that's the thing. We have to stop making excuses. And I have to say, we can be guilty of it. Like, when the controversy came out about the nail shop, we were talking about, like, real talk. I haven't really been intentional about going to a black nail shop. I need to be, but it was convenient. And then as a woman um, who's plus size, I was saying, like, oh, you know, there aren't as many plus size designers in general. And never mind, but not true. Mm-hmm. There's uh, every cost point, every mm-hmm. size, and thanks to I have to give a lot of credit to Instagram too because it's like you're just discovering these designers mm-hmm. and people tagging them, yes. and now I can't make that. I know I can't make that excuse, and I'm being more intentional. So the visibility is important. Yeah. Absolutely, I, and don't make excuses. This is free. I definitely think that we have more power than we think. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that we, if as a just people, we just decide. We're going to be intentional about our decisions. We can make a lot of change. I think sometimes the problem is not even other people. It's just like us. Like, look inside. Like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. You know, how are you adding to this? I the same thing. I was in a nail salon the same way, and I just like, looked at just eight black women walked into the thing, and I'm like, I could curse, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And I was just like, would. Like, I just didn't feel good. Right. I'm like, it's us. It's it's not really. We have the power. We have the power to make change. We really, really, really do. Does it have to be a lot of us at a time? Yes. Mm-hmm. But we have the power to do it. It's not so much of knocking on doors saying, let me in, let me in, let me in. No, because it's not like there's no black people in high positions. There is. Mm-hmm. We're just like discovering them. I'm looking Absolutely. at this week. <laughs> one of the ladies responsible for all this, and I'm just like, like I wouldn't even know, you know. Like I, you see all these people, and they might be there, and you may never get to meet them, or you may. But there is people of color in power who can make a difference right now. And that's like when I read that article, I'm like, there's so many people of color in here. Yes. <laughs> if everyone yes. in there decides that they're going to do one thing, yes. change is going to happen. Whether you, no one can stop it. No. no one can stop a force to be reckoned with. And you're proof of that. Hello, Ms. Daniels. That's testament to patience too. Because, like you said, you were 10 years into HFR, and you were kind of like, okay, like where do we go now? What's after? And then look, yeah, Nike. History. I think think everything takes longer than what we think it's going to take. And I think that's the one thing that, you know, everything is going to take more time than you think it's going to take. It's going to take more money, more resources than you think it's going to take. Amen. It just, it just is. Everything does. And I finally got to the place where I wasn't rushing anything. I wasn't rushing to a destination anymore. Mm -hmm. And I just was like, I'm just gonna take this journey year by year stay in the course and yep stay in the course i think there's so so much to be gained from that my colleague always says delay is not denial Mm. Mm -hmm. it's not yeah Mm -hmm. it's really not and if you if i had looked at where hfr was last year i couldn't have even dreamt this because last year this time like i was literally like okay i need like one more sponsor to do this event you know and to be at a place where you're just trying to figure out like how do i make this happen for for them to being at a place where like oh we just did like a huge black tie gala and you know (laughs) so it's you just never know when god is gonna say okay Cool, now you're ready. Absolutely. Because during the whole time, I feel like all the time while you're struggling, all what's happening is really is your character that's being like developed throughout Absolutely. the whole thing. So that when that big thing does happen, you're actually prepared for it. Mm-hmm. 
I would be curious what each of you, like what your best piece of advice is for a young black woman considering a career in fashion. I uh, think that there are so many out there and they need, you know, there's, they need that wisdom. I, I'll start, this is Brandis. I think that people should not limit themselves. I think sometimes we limit ourselves based on, you know, who we think will hire us, who we think will work with us, who we think will open the door for us. I'm like, I say go for big. Mm-hmm. Um, my greatest piece of advice, this is Kimberly, is um, stay the course. Because um, like, like, like you all were just saying, um, it takes a while. It may take a while. And you have to know that this is your purpose. This is not just your passion, but it has to be your purpose, your calling. And you have to stay the course because, you know, there are going to be times when things don't work out as you, as you thought they should, when you thought they should. Um, you don't have the resources. Things are limited, especially if you're, a, a, as an African-American designer, um, it's, we have 10 times more you know, to deal with, more to get over, more obstacles to, that we face. So I, you have to be, um, you have to persevere. You have to be able to fall and then get back up. Um, Brandis has always been, I have called Brandis and have quit this job <laughs> on several occasions and said, you know what, I'm not doing this anymore. And she has talked me off of that ledge uh, on many occasions because she's like, um, she knew that this was my purpose and she knew that this was years ago. She knew that this moment was coming and that, um, that I, we just had to stay the course because the world needed to see what it is that we do. Um, my first piece of advice would be to perfect the craft. Um, fashion is, you know, people look at it as this fun thing. It's glamorous. That's probably like 5% of, if that is, if that much, um, of it. A lot of it is a lot of hard work. It is a lot of knowing, you know, how to put together beautiful clothing what fabrics to use what cut to do with this to what fit you know the fit um all of that stuff is really important even as you present to the world because you know there's a saying that you know people of color have to work you know 10 times harder to get half as much you also get criticized on a high much higher level you know we can walk into a store and see another brand and like, oh, their seams are fraying and this is twisted. And, you know, it'd be like, oh, okay, they just had, you know, maybe a bad, bad badger production in China or something. But that same buyer would look at not like half of those mistakes, like one little thing and give you a very strict criticism on your quality and say you're not ready. When you, you, you know, you may be ready, but your, your situation is different. Your home with like one seamstress sewing it on like, you know, a machine from Walmart as opposed to having a, you know, so the resources. So it takes time to get there. It, you know, those who, um, you know, like Kimberly said, she's self-taught. I went to school for business. I didn't, you know, I worked in the industry for years, but I didn't go to school for fashion. But if it's, if, if that's what it is, if that's necessary then then do it then make sure that you're there that you're learning and you're perfecting and you're you're making what it is that you believe is is your passion make it as beautiful and as right as possible because the world is is watching um my advice is to fail as much as you can Mm -hmm. fail often we we don't do so many things because we can't do it the right way i can't tell you how many people i know 
that are not doing things because they can't do it the way they want to do it, and they can't do it the right way. So many people who just told me, Fee, you can't, you're black, don't be a face of your brand, don't name it Fee Noel, don't, just be hidden, you're gonna get further, like, and at a point I was just like, do I be the face, like what, like, you, you know, they just tell you, so then I just decided like, I'm gonna do it, and I'm gonna fail as much as I can, because that's the only way you figure out what's gonna work and what's not gonna work, and you cannot, you cannot let somebody tell you the fire is hot. You have to go in and feel it for yourself. Mm -hmm. So feel as much as you can, feel as often as you can, because that is a part of success. You have to do it for yourself, realize it doesn't work, and then do it often, because then you'll get to where you're supposed to go faster. And if you dream and you do, then there's no doubt in my mind that you are going to get someplace. And it's gonna be your own place. It's not going to be like, oh, I want to be this person and I want to be, you're going to be your own place. There's never going to be another Ralph Lauren. Ralph Lauren is Ralph Lauren. And there's so many people just, I want to be like the next. No, you're going to be this for your generation of time. You would have had to have been born in this time <laughs> to be able to do this. That's so and to be able to, That's so there's true. never going to be. You're going to be the you. You're going to be the you of your time. Absolutely. You know, you have to have been born in a certain time. So fail as often as you can. Do it now. It's crazy how many people don't do something because they can't do it the right way. It's, it's insane. It's so real. So. That's a whole podcast episode. That's a whole episode. <laughs> I mean, self-doubt, failure, we could go on. I just come mm. down, dream, and do. Right? Right. I mean, right. pencil, when Corey's right. pencil is going, you know yeah. it's a word. Ladies, thank you so much. Thank we you. We are so incredibly proud you. of you. Thank and this thank is amazing. You. Can we shout out somebody? Please. Okay, we have to shout out Marissa Nance. Oh, the boss. Yes. Native Tongue Communications. Yes. And we have to shout out Melanie August yes. at Nike and the whole Nike design team who like opened their arms to us. They heard us, they saw us, they regarded us, they respected us. And so we're so grateful to them. And of course, last but not least, is first the women in his life, Gloria. Um, LeBron's mother, Savannah and Zuri, the queens in his life. Thank you guys for inspiring him to say what he said, which prompted this entire project. Mm, and yes. LeBron James, thank yes. you so much. <laughs> yes. <laughs> really quick to go around the room and tell us where we can find your designs, yes. where we can find more information about you. Go. Absolutely. So you can go to harlemsfashionroad.com. Um, the designers are there, but they also have all their separate uh, websites as well. You can also find me at brandasdaniel.com. You can find your next power suit <laughs> at kimberlygolson.com and on Instagram at kimberlygolson. This is Andra, and you can find all the fabulousness at andracelestny.com and my Instagram is love underscore ucny. Hi guys, this is Fee. You can find me at www.feenoel.com. And you can also find me at Fee Noel. And you come to me when you want to escape, eat well, travel often, and dress to inspire. Mm -hmm. I'm going I, with you. I love it. <laughs> and do y'all have AKs that listen to this show? Well, y'all are everyone. <laughs> go for it. Go for it. I am a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. Mm -hmm. I expect for all of my sororas to go out and get this shoe first. Yes. yes, I'm gonna do it. Yes, oh, yes. Yeah. 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 I expect all black women. Yeah. Yeah. I expect yeah. all black women. But I just want them to go first. Yes, thank, thank you guys. Thank, thank you guys for having us. Thanks to our guests, Harlem Fashion Rose, Brandis Daniel, and designers Andra Celeste, Fee Noel, and Kimberly Golson
If you enjoyed these conversations, be sure to listen and subscribe to other great episodes of Yes Girl, such as our conversations with Lil Rel, Big Frida, and Taraji P. Henson. You can find these on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or anywhere you get your podcasts. On Apple Podcasts, please rate and review us there because that's where it counts. Thanks to our sponsors, Palmer's. Thanks to our producer, Stephen Silos, audio engineers, Shakita Pascal and Tiffany Ashate, and Gold Standard Creative for our music. We'll see you next week. Thank you.